0: Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkovsky. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey, self-lovers. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure you know about my two books on self-love. If you're struggling with body image or self-acceptance, then I highly recommend you check out my first book, The Gift of Self-Love. It's a comprehensive workbook to help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to love who you are. You can get it wherever books are sold by searching for The Gift of Self-Love or go to my website, maryscupoftea.com slash book. Thousands of you have read and dove into The Gift of Self-Love. The reviews are just incredible. So many five-star reviews, and I'm so forever grateful that it has touched your lives in such a big way. After publishing The Gift of Self-Love and reading all your positive feedback, I noticed that many of you asked me for a tool that would help you build a daily practice of self-love into your life, which is why I decided to create a new self-love journal, 100 Days of Self Love. It's got 100 journaling prompts that cover all areas of life body, identity, purpose, relationships, emotions, and more. So you can think of this as a metaphorical multivitamin for self love. You can get the journal wherever books are sold as well by searching for 100 Days of Self Love or go to slash journal. These two books, The Gift of Self Love, The Workbook, And 100 Days of Self-Love, the journal, are complementary to one another so the content does not overlap. It just depends on what you want or need at this point in your life. It's my mission to share all the self-love tools with you, so I hope that both my books and this podcast can help you do just that. A couple of hours ago, I went into my podcast app and I searched how to make. And the first search suggestion that came up was how to make money. But then the second search suggestion that came up was how to make friends. And it made me realize that adult friendships are so needed, yet can be so complex and difficult to create and foster. So today I wanted to talk about how to find your true friends. Of course, a lot of it has to do with people skills and we will talk about that because that definitely lights my soul on fire as somebody whose whole career is created around interacting with people. But I also want to talk about some practical things about like how do you actually make friends as an adult? Where do you find these people? How do you kind of take that step forward, whether you're an introvert, a shyer person, or maybe you recently moved to a new place or started a new job, or you might have had a best friend breakup, which is so, so hard and it absolutely sucks and can make you feel like, Really unworthy of true friendship. And I'm here to tell you that you are worthy of true friendship. Friends are so, so important. I actually read a study that said that social isolation increased the likelihood of early mortality by some like 30%, which is more so than smoking. So feeling lonely and isolated and not having good friends, I mean, family is important, but friends are like your chosen family. And I want to make sure that you feel supported in making friendships in your life or strengthening your existing ones. I don't know about you, but this has always been like a pain point for me. I remember being really young and only ever having like one friend. And if that one friend didn't want to hang out with me for some reason, I would be doing nothing or I would be alone at the playground. And then as I got to middle and high school, I realized that people have these like groups of friends and every single weekend they know exactly what they're doing and who they're doing it with and whose house they'll be at. And I always felt envious of that, of those people that just had this like built-in group of friends boyfriend, actually, like his built-in group of friends is his cousin. So he grew up with all of them and they have this like really lit group chat and they always get together. And it's just so, so cool to see. But of course, I can't help but feel like, oh my gosh, why don't I have that? And over the years, I've been very intentional on creating better friendships in my life and not feeding into the story that I tell myself or I used to tell myself that, I'm bad at making friends or I can't hold a friend. I think one time when I was like maybe 14 or 15 years old, my mom offhandedly said like, why are you so bad at keeping friends? Because That's the age when drama goes down, friendships fall apart, high school is tough. I was also struggling with an eating disorder. So of course I pushed myself away from everyone. And ever since she said that, I don't think she meant it in like a malicious way, but ever since she said that, I always thought like, wow, maybe I am bad at making friends. Even now, like if me and my best friend get out in a fight, I'm like, okay, that's it. Like she hates me and it's over. So it's really easy to be dramatic about it. <laughs> so don't don't do that. I hope you're not doing that. If you are, I get it. But maybe we can try to do that less and less, more consciously. Making friends is hard because we so deeply want to belong, and as we become adults, it becomes that much harder to belong because we're put in circumstances where people are on totally different life paths whereas as kids, like everybody's at school, everybody's in the same spot in life. As an adult, that's not really the case. Even if you have coworkers or people that you see daily, maybe they're not necessarily the people you wanna spend your free time with as well, and that's totally understandable. And when we so deeply want to belong, remember that the law of the universe says that whatever you like really, 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 really want or latch on to or attach to or push and try to like use this kind of forceful like ger energy into, the universe is naturally going to like repel that. And I know this is a little like woo-woo more so than I would like to admit, but it's this law of like attraction and repelling. And sometimes when it comes to like creating something that we want, it starts with a very simple, like relaxed state of intention. The end of the year is coming up and the new year is coming up if you're listening to this in December of 2022 when I'm recording it. And what I like to do toward the end of the year, beginning of the new year, is set a one-word intention for the coming year. So like 2022 was about home, and it was all about creating a sense of home in my space. And I did that by actually inviting all my friends over to my house, people that didn't know each other, people from out of state, and I wanted them all to meet. And it was lovely. There were other ways that I created home in my life. The year prior was about adventure, and I was lucky enough to have a chance to travel and I find that when I do this like very basic act of setting an intention, whether it's a word of the year or just like right now, you close your eyes and you're like, okay, I am open to some more friendships in my life. I would like a girl gang. I am looking for my new bestie. When you set that intention, I want you to also like, do you hear how I'm sighing it out? I want you to also release it. And that release part, again, I know this is like super boo-boo, but that is what's going to help it come into fruition because you're no longer going to be trying so hard. When you're trying really hard, when you're like going to a group fitness class and you're smiling at somebody and you're like, hey, do you want to be my friend? I don't know if that's going to work out. (laughs) It might. I mean, I have made friends by somebody saying, do you want to be my friend? That's not what I'm suggesting you don't do. But Do you see how it's like a little bit more forceful than just organically allowing for certain relationships into your life on a more like spiritual subconscious level? So that's the mental state that I want to put you in as we're talking about friends in this podcast episode. And the other tricky thing about making friends is because we so deeply want to belong, we subconsciously push that belonging away paradoxically, we're also so deeply afraid of being seen for who we are. So sometimes we, again, subconsciously shut down potential people to our own demise. We kind of in advance decide like, well, I don't feel that great about myself, so I don't know why anybody would want to interact with me because I'm not that interesting of a person. And if you have that like deep-rooted belief, then please start there and please start working on self-worth in general because if you don't, the type of people that are going to come into your life are going to be the not-so-great people that maybe take advantage of you or that think they're better than you because you think they're better than you. Do you know what I mean? So it is important to Use all the principles of self-love that we talk about on this podcast to be aligned on a subconscious level, to work through those core beliefs that you have about yourself, and then kind of have this like sense of openness. You can't see me, but I'm physically opening my arms and straightening up my back and like opening my body to receiving. The older I get, although I'm 24 years old, but in the mid-20s, I feel like you learn so much about yourself. Actually, one of my best friends from high school, my, well, let me correct that, my only friend from high school, we still kind of keep in touch, although we're not that close, but still love her dearly. She texted me randomly one day and she's like, Mary, do you feel your frontal lobe developing every single second in your mid-20s? And I'm like, Why, yes. Yes, I do. That is exactly how I feel. In our mid-20s, 30s, those early years as we're creating our lives, which honestly is never-ending, but you know what I mean? Like, we're learning a lot about ourselves, and some of the things that I'm learning in regards to friendships is that the fantasy of a put-together, funny, perfect friend group was sold to us by sitcoms. And as lovely as it looks on TV, it's not always realistic. So don't feel ashamed if you don't have this like cute little friend group from high school. And I think that you actually don't want your friends to be all the same living in the same apartment. Like diversity is actually a good thing. Sometimes it's nice for your friends not to know each other. You can always introduce people. But think about like being the connector, being that like connective tissue of people. And don't worry about like putting yourself into an existing friend group just because you want this group to do things with on Saturday night. That is just like not necessary. We can let that go. Another thing is that friendship breakups are so much more common than you think, and just because you don't see them talked about on social media or in general, I honestly don't know anybody who transparently talks about how difficult it is to lose a friend. It, like, tears you apart. I was stalking my ex-best friend for maybe four and a half years before I finally stopped checking out on her Instagram weekly. Like, that is how hard that friendship breakup was for me. And I was just so attached and so hurt that that person rejected me. But you know what? Like, it's a lot more common than you think. If you've had a friendship breakup, if it's like your childhood friend or somebody you were friends with for a really long time, it doesn't mean they need to always be your friend. Like, it is normal to outgrow people, it is okay to. Just not be in the same place in life anymore. And that doesn't mean it's forever. You know, you would be surprised at how many relationships actually end up mending themselves over time. But even if they don't, like we're constantly outgrowing our past selves. So why do we expect other people to grow in this exact same trajectory with us? That's just not always realistic. And if the other person doesn't have that commitment to like, grow with you through thick and thin despite your differences or changes in life then they're not in your life for a reason they were there for a season and that's that so it's sad but it's normal on that note i'm going to take my dramatic sip of tea Big Heart Tea, that is, my favorite certified organic tea with direct trade ingredients wrapped in packaging made from plants, not plastics, and produced with the utmost regard for the farmers who grow it. I love Big Heart Tea, and I've been drinking their tea well before they sponsored the show because their company is female-founded, intentionally sourced, and mission-driven, which you can really taste with every sip. I'm currently drinking their Cup of Love Tea. It's literally called Cup of Love how fitting, and I also love their herbal blends for the afternoons. Stock up on your own tea by going to BigHeartTea.com and use code MARY20 for a discount. That's BigHeartTea.com and the coupon code is MARY20. Now back to the show. Okay, now let's talk about where and how to make new friends. There is one more mindset thing, actually, that I have to address before we go into that. There's two types of avoidance. So like avoiding connection, right? There's overt avoidance, which is like blatantly not going to that holiday work party because you're just not feeling up for it or purposefully avoiding eye contact and conversation with strangers. That's like overt avoidance. That's, I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to make friends. I'm not open to it, right? We kind of know that. I think most of you are probably not like that. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a little bit more of an open individual, but if not, that's okay, too. And there's also this part of covert avoidance, which is that like secretive Again, more subconscious energetic avoidance where like you're going to that class, you're hanging out at the cafes, you're doing the right things or showing up to the right places where you could possibly meet friends, but you're a little bit more closed off in your energy, in your body language, in your just kind of like ambiance, right? Like your vibe is just off. This is just something to notice. Personally, I've been going to the same yoga class every single week for almost two years now. Ever since I got vaccinated, I started going to this one class. Actually, it's twice a week. It's the same instructor. The same people are in it. Two years every single week. There's 52 weeks in a year, two classes. That's like over 200 classes that I've attended. And it wasn't until recently, like literally the past couple of months that I've actually made friends with and gotten to know the people in my yoga class, including my yoga teacher. And it's because for two years, there was this kind of covert avoidance. Granted, there was COVID and it is a little bit harder to connect with masks on. But there was also this like just weird energy in the air where like, You don't know where people stand socially, politically, health-wise, right? That kind of fed into this situation I noticed that I was showing up in the same place every single week. I was probably a familiar face. I've definitely seen familiar faces. I wanted to be friends. Until this day, I am working on getting to know the people in that class. And guess what? They're the most amazing people in the whole wide world. Oh my goodness. I'm just so happy for that little yoga community. There's only like three or four of us, but it is such a joy to come early and stay late. So with that being said, let's talk about like where to make friends I believe that your people will be in the places that you are personally interested in. So it's just like dating instead of being like, oh my God, where are the hot people at? I'm going to go to the clubs because that's where all the hot people are at. That's where I'm more likely going to find my boyfriend or girlfriend. No, because the type of person that you're going to meet at the club may not be the type of person that is going to be a suitable romantic partner for you. And especially if you fucking hate the clubs, why would you go there and try to meet someone there when all you'll be doing, even if you do meet somebody there, is create a connective tissue, this like common ground in a place that you don't like? (laughs) So why would you do that to yourself and to your potential relationship? You got to go to the places that you are interested in. Now, you might be thinking, Mary, my future partner or my future bestie, does not take calligraphy classes on a Saturday afternoon. The fuck yes, they do. Fuck yes, they do. You have no idea. You would be surprised what people do in their free time. You would be surprised what kind of extraordinary people you will meet in the most unexpected places libraries. Perfect example. I go into my local library. Granted, I live in a suburb of Arizona that is like 60% people over 60 years old, and I never in my life think that I could ever meet anybody at a library on a Wednesday afternoon because (laughs) I have that kind of flexibility, and I just assume that other 20, 30-year-olds are at work at that time, and there's going to be nobody but old ladies knitting and reading books at the library. False. I go to the library on Wednesday afternoon and there are young people there. There are older people there. There are middle-aged people there. All walks of life. Kids. So many different humans. Speaking of being surprised, you would be surprised what kinds of people can become your friends. It does not matter like how old they are or where they're from, what walk of life, socioeconomic status. None of that crap matters. Shared interests matter. Shared energy and openness, that's what creates friendship. Connection is our life force and source, and it does not depend on materialistic superficial things. I'm sure you know that in your head, but I just want to drill that into your heart that your favorite library, your favorite cafe, that class that you've always been interested in taking, but you feel weird going to it alone, go. Same with that meetup or event, go. Just go. Just show up and remember to avoid covert avoidance or the flip side be conscious of when or if you might be covertly avoiding connection with like your body language, your energy, and try to just open up with your heart and soul and spirit. Another place that you might meet people, which again might surprise you, is online. I've met nearly all of my closest friends online. I met Boyfriend on Hinge. I think the friend equivalent of a dating app is Bumble BFF, which I have been on before, and I've made a couple connections. Did not follow through with them because of me, not because of them. I was probably covertly avoiding becoming their friend, even though I thought I wanted a new best friend. Maybe I wasn't ready for that. But anyway, like Bumble BFF is an option there for you, right? I met my friend Ula, One of my closest friends, she emailed me and she literally said, hey, I just moved from Chicago. I noticed you're in town and you're hosting a retreat. Is there any way like I can help you or we can connect? My bitch ass ignored her email for a month before I finally responded because I was scared. And it's just so weird to say, but I think you understand going back to that paradoxical relationship with so deeply wanting to belong. And to have friends and genuine connection and also being so scared to be vulnerable and seen for who you are and get to know somebody new. I mean, again, it's just like dating, but it is worth it just respond to that comment. Just respond to that DM, that email. Slide into the DMs, the emails, like see what happens. Message people on LinkedIn and be like, hey, I noticed we work in the same industry. I think there might be some common interest here. I don't know. I mean, come up with something better to say, less stuffy, but you can do it. My really good friend, Dolly, I found through an Instagram hashtag because I was looking for creatives to connect with in Phoenix. And I think I typed in like Phoenix photographer and she came up and I slid into her DMs and now we're best friends. My friend, Leslie and she found me online. She came to one of my self-love retreats and we have just grown really close, like despite the distance. She lives in a different state. Actually, so do a lot of my friends. So don't let distance scare you you can definitely make a long-distance friendship work. My friend Jake, he hunted me down on the internet and then also emailed me my friend Manuela, who's the social media manager of our podcast Instagram account. She applied to work with me after listening to this podcast, and then she ended up coming to Spain with me for the Spain self-love retreat. We got really close, and you're probably listening thinking like, okay, Mary, you're at an advantage because this is like your work. Well, actually, it's the opposite. Like, my entire work is online. And when I moved back to Arizona in 2018, after living in Canada for two years, and like I left my whole life in Arizona, tried to build a new one in Canada, that fell apart. I came back. I was living with my parents. I was so lonely. My only job was online. I started Mary's Cup of Tea. And for about two years, I just, again, fed into that story of, oh, my whole job is online, so it's impossible to make friends, even though I was taking college classes daily, right? Why didn't I make friends in college? Because I was covertly avoiding. And so there are probably areas in your life or places that you're already showing up to that you're just not allowing for the possibility that your friends might be there. So see what happens, like take inventory of where you currently spend your time outside of your house and see what's possible there. Who can you connect with? And online and digital spaces count. Our world is becoming increasingly digital, so there's no reason why you can't make friends online. Actually, I hosted a series of online retreats back in 2020 and 2021, and there are still group chats going till this day. And I see pictures of people organizing meetups. They met at an online retreat when we did our Zoom workshop, and then they made this group chat. Now they're literally hanging out in real life. I mean, it's so cool. So don't write off internet friends because you'd be surprised. I think that's the theme of this podcast episode. You'd be surprised. Surprise yourself. Let people surprise you. And now let's talk about some very basic yet not so basic people skills. This is my favorite topic in the whole wide world, but I had to save it until the end because it wouldn't make sense to talk about how to make friends unless we first talked about why, and where to find said friends. So this is my forte, okay? Firstly, if you want to be interesting, I know this shitty belief of I'm not interesting enough is something that plays on the background in a lot of our minds, but let me tell you something, okay? Let me tell you something. First of all, your ordinary is other people's extraordinary. You have no idea how different your life is until you meet somebody with a different life. And it takes just one person being like incredibly fascinated by you to help you realize that like we're all unique, we all have our own life paths, even if you've been working the same job in the same city with the same people for your entire life guess what? There's probably still some incredibly interesting things about you. Actually, the fact that you have been so consistent in your lifestyle is incredibly interesting to me, and I want to talk to you, okay? So even the things that you don't find interesting, the daily little mundane whatever that you do that you're so used to could even be inspiring to other people, but at the very least, interesting. And also, if you want to be interesting, don't think about that. Instead, be interested. I hope you've heard that before. If you want to be interesting, be interested because people like people who ask questions, who let other people talk about themselves. Like what people like to do the most is talk about themselves. And if you can get somebody talking, they will probably like you. And that Of course, one part of it is being a good listener and asking good questions, but there's this very like genuine part of it that you cannot fake. And that is just being like really, really curious about this person right in front of you, very present, very just like in awe. And wait, let me ask you more about that. Hey, do you mind sharing? Oh, how was that for you? Questions like that were just like genuine curiosity. I mean, I find that that is so underrated. The other aspect of like people skills that is like the easiest thing in the world to employ is like people because people like people who think they like them. Let me say that again. People like people who think they like them. You're not gonna like somebody who you feel like doesn't like you So it's the same thing with other people. If you're not, again, that open body language, that open energy, eye contact, smiling, engaging, if you're not doing any of that, then people are going to be like, oh, well, she doesn't like me. So I guess I don't like her. It's psychological. You can probably Google it and find a bunch of studies about what gets us to like people. And one of the biggest factors is simply feeling like people like us. Isn't that just weirdly cool? Makes you think that Humans might not be as complicated as we make them out to be. Maybe we just want people to like us and that's that. Of course, there's more to it psychologically, but simply put, like people, be interested in them. And then step number three is to just go for it. And what I mean by that is not in like just go for it and be like, hi, I'm Mary. Nice to meet you. Although, again, that is one way to do it. You can totally do that. I actually had this conversation with my little sister the other day. And we were talking about how she's in high school, right? She's a freshman in high school, and there's all sorts of new people that she's interacting with. And she brought up something along the lines of like, when you don't really know somebody that well and you're saying goodbye but you don't know whether or not to hug them. You're like, are you on a hug level? Do I just walk away? (laughs) And I think even as an adult, I have this conversation in my head all the time. I'm like, am I gonna shake their hand? Am I gonna hug them? How am I gonna greet them? And how am I gonna say goodbye to them? And the advice that I gave my sister and I realized like, wow, Mary, this is such good advice. I firstly (laughs) need to practice it for myself. So it is my new life skill thing that I'm going to drill into myself until it becomes second nature and I'm going to share it with you and you got to let me know how it goes for you personally, okay? So here's what I mean by just go for it. When you're in a public space and a social situation and say you like make eye contact with someone, my first instinct, I don't know about you, but my first instinct is to like look away and pretend like I wasn't just looking at them, And then again, through yoga class, I realized that, wait, if I'm making eye contact with somebody, you know, I could just like smile at them. It's a familiar face. Why wouldn't I smile at them? Why do I feel so weird just smiling at somebody and holding eye contact? It's just the littlest thing. And the same thing with like greeting somebody or saying goodbye. If you're a hugger just go for it. Just hug that person. They're probably going to be so pleasantly surprised and feel so special. And guess what? For you and your own overthinking mind and your own mental sake, it's so much easier to decide, I'm a hugger or I'm a handshaker. Or this is the way I say hi to people, and this is the way I say bye to people. And then just like being consistent instead of playing a guessing game with yourself every single time you interact with somebody. I mean, how much easier would it be if you just decided right now that when I meet somebody new, like a mutual friend, right? Say a friend is introducing you to another friend, I'm going to hug them because a friend of a friend is already close enough to me. Or maybe you decide like, you're not that kind of person and you value your personal space. So what if you just decide right now that next time I meet somebody new, I just put out my hand, take the guesswork out of it, put out your hand, handshake, simple, clean, easy, sophisticated. Mm, We love it, right? Whatever that is for you. And maybe, you know, for my sister who's in high school, it depends on her sense of familiarity. Like your friends, you're always going to hug. If you're just getting to know somebody, Maybe you want to be the person who breaks the barrier and give them a hug, or maybe you don't, and you just walk away before anybody can think about it, right? So just go for it. Like decide and go for it. You have the power to decide what kind of person you want to be. You have the power to decide how you want other people to perceive you, and people are going to feel what you feel. So if you feel awkward, If you feel uncomfortable, they're going to feel that too. And they're going to be like, wow, what an awkward interaction. But if you're confident enough in yourself that you're able to firstly laugh off any awkwardness and just like clear the air and do whatever it was that you're comfortable doing, then people are going to appreciate that because you also took a weight off their chest. You also stopped them from overthinking and getting anxious about their interaction with you. Because we're all human. We all have the same thoughts. We all lie awake at night being like, why the fuck did I say that weird thing seven years ago? That was so weird. And I don't like myself for saying that. Like, We all have those moments, even the most confident person in the room, boyfriend, fiance is the most confident person I know. And after four years, I'm just now getting to know that even he has those thoughts where he's like, why did I say that? That was so weird. And I never knew that until being in a relationship with him for four years. Like, it's just so funny how we think we're the only ones, but we're not. Speaking of boyfriend, one last thing. Well, no, I lie. I say last thing. It's never a last thing. You know how it is. One thing I want to share with you, this morning, boyfriend and I were talking about our favorite type of humor, and one of my favorite types of humor is like, this isn't like scientific or anything. This is just something I noticed that I do, and I really like it about myself, and I feel like it makes me closer to people. Okay, let me just like describe a scenario. So the other day, we were walking our dog, and our neighbor was putting up his Christmas lights. And we start talking, we're like, oh, you're putting up your Christmas lights so early. And he's like, yeah, I'm just getting it out of the way before Thanksgiving, whatever. And I go, (laughs) I go, do you have any extras? And of course, like that makes him laugh. And he's like, no, but (laughs) okay. And like, There is a sense of awkwardness. I don't know. Maybe I think it's a lot funnier than it is, but it made boyfriend laugh. It made the neighbor laugh, and it instantly creates this sense of closeness because when you ask somebody for a favor or when you like over-volunteer yourself, your energy, your (laughs) requests, or your generosity, for example, if you're talking to somebody new and you're like, oh, I'm about to go to the mall right now do you want to come and even if it might catch them off guard and they're probably going to say no and like i don't have any spare christmas lights or i can't come to the mall with you they already feel like you like them like you trust them enough to be on that level close enough to ask for things or invite them to things or invite yourself to things and that's that's the humor part that we were talking about because boyfriend was describing a scenario where he was talking with his colleagues and they were like debriefing on what they're going to do over the holidays. And one of the guys was like, I'm going to California with my family. And it came time for Stan to say what he's going to do over the holidays. And he goes, I'm going to go with him (laughs) to California with his family. And it's just funny. It's just light. It's funny. And it's a cool, I don't know, icebreaker that also very quickly establishes closeness. So, try it. See where you can be just a little bit more extra because there's absolutely nothing that you have to lose if you lead life with an open heart. So now that you've set your intention of making friends and opened up your body, your mind, your heart to receiving new friendships, you started showing up in the right places and doing things you're interested in, knowing that the right people will also be in those spaces, and hopefully some of these fun relationships slash social skills can help you find and make friends as an adult. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please screenshot it and share it on Instagram. Tag at Mary's Podcast so I can see that you're listening because that always makes me feel extra connected to you. I love you all so much and I'll talk to you in the next episode. One last thing before we farewell, myself lovers. If you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review on Apple or rate the show on Spotify. You can do this by searching for the show Mary's Cup of Tea, scroll all the way down on Apple Podcasts and you'll see stars where you can click one of the stars and leave a few kind words. It just means so much to me because I'm so behind the scenes when I'm podcasting so I don't really get to see the impact of the show unless you leave a review. And on Spotify there's just a button that says rate the show and it'll let you put however many stars you want. Your feedback helps the podcast grow and as someone whose love language is words of affirmation, your kind words may the world to me. Thank you so much for supporting the show and helping me spread the gift of self-love. I love you all so much, and I will talk to you in next week's episode.